Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Taylor Lynch. Welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Taylor Lynch, Spencer Brown hanging out with you guys. For a little while this evening, as the cards drop this one to Pittsburgh, 86 to 59, 81 50, 93 9 is the number. 38 31 93 9 is the text line. If you guys want to hit us up that way, you can do so, guys. I again, I don't really know. I feel like I say this just about every week. Although we have had two Saturday back to back, uh, where I've got to we've got to do a winning post game show with you guys. So the first first losing post game show on a Saturday in in a while, but. The issues are still the issues, and I don't really know exactly how much we can we can glean from this, how much we can break down uh, from what we saw in this one tonight. No Sky Clark, no Tyler Johnson for Louisville, both uh, injured. Tyler did not even make the trip uh, due to concussion-like symptoms. So Louisville shorthanded, obviously, in this game tonight. Your starting lineup, Williams, White, James, Glenn, and BHH. But it was – so we knew it was going to be difficult. We knew that it was going to be a tall task. It was going to be a tall task if Louisville had Tyler and Sky Clark both available. But they did not, uh, and it it is just added insult to injury at this point. Um, Louisville gets started. Neither team looks particularly looked particularly great offensively uh, to start the game, but you had some early miscues from Louisville. You had Trey White missing an easy dunk and Pitt coming down and making a shot, and that basically being a four-point swing for Louisville at that point. Pitt did go on a little 9-0 run, um, and Louisville, honestly, they looked gassed early on in this game. You, you saw them within the first few minutes, hands on their knees at the free throw line, like I don't know what was going on with them, but they did they did not look physically ready to play this game tonight. But the Cards did get, manage to go on a little run of their own. They cut the lead, got it to 11-9 early. And then you have Jeff Cable getting his technical. And after he gets his technical, after Trey White gets, uh, gets a foul called, Louisville gets uh, four free throws. They hit three of them. They take a one-point lead. And Pitt goes down and then drills a three. So every time Louisville got a little spark of momentum in that first half, uh, something happened to them. They allowed a you know a lapse on defense. Pitt goes down, they score. Um, Louisville did get a few shots to start falling. They actually took an eighteen to seventeen lead at one point here in the first half. But then Louisville started turning the ball over, and they started just it was a rash of turnovers, and it didn't help that Louisville had absolutely zero answer for Henson tonight in this one they were still doing enough offensively with about 122 left for it to be 33 to 27 but then just the wheels fell off for Louisville at that point Henson had 27 of Pitt's 37 points in the first half Louisville had 27 for the half so did Henson and it was 37 27 at the break in the second half Pitt opens with three uh, with a three off of an offensive rebound Louisville comes down, misses a shot. Pitt comes right back down the other way. Another three off of an offensive rebound. So you got six easy points for Pittsburgh to start it, and they really did not look back from that point. 
if at the 10:55 mark of the second half, Henson himself led Louisville 38-37 with 10:55 left to go in the second half. Pittsburgh did not look back. Um, they scored at will. They are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the ACC, and they proved more of the same uh, in this one tonight. Pittsburgh shot. 48% from three, 15 of 31 were the Panthers as a team. Henson, 41 points tonight for Pittsburgh in 34 minutes. Louisville, absolutely no answer for him tonight. We'll go to the phone lines. You guys are interested and ready to talk about this one. So we will go to, who do we have first, Spence? We got Loyal Lawrence first. Lawrence, welcome in, my man. What's up? Well, watching that made my butt hurt. I watched that whole game. I don't know why, but I did. And um, I can't believe they made some guys look like Homer Simpson put up 41 points tonight. <laughs> and, wow, like, before the game, her and Cy Clark and Tyler Johnson out the game, I kind of knew, saw, saw that coming, but come on. I understand you shorthanded, but still put some effort out there. Still, practice for them, make make it a game or something. Because it seemed like kind of making it the game almost toward the end of halftime. Then the wheels kind of fell off. Um, the start of second half. I don't know what KP said to them at halftime. I said, "We, I'm wondering if he told them they were doing good. Like, just keep fighting, keep fighting." Well, after the third free. I kind of poured a glass and started drinking myself. I, I said, well, the fight's done. I guess I'll be like Bob Uber and wet myself. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Lawrence. Thanks, man. I, it was it, – it, there felt it felt like there was a turning point because as bad as Louisville was playing defensively, they were doing enough offensively. And I think it was – part of it was also because Pittsburgh had not really – gotten warmed up offensively uh in that first half but Louisville was hanging hanging in there um and and even to be down to be down 10 at halftime 37 27 um you felt like they were able to kind of get enough going that maybe they would be able to keep this thing close in the second half but they had zero answers for Henson and it wasn't just he wasn't just hitting open threes, which he did quite a bit. He was 9 of 13 himself, but he was getting to the basket. He was getting easy shots that way. He was driving the lane. He was hitting uh, threes, even if they were contested, which most of them weren't because Louisville did not do a very good job at all tonight um, contesting threes. But they just had no answer for him, and he had zero assists tonight as well. This also wasn't the first time we played Pitt this year. Like If it was no. the first time we played a team... Or the only time we played the team. Yeah. Again, you gotta watch the film and you know this guy is lethal from deep. But like we had played this team a month ago. Not much much has changed. Like I remember Ethan Moore saying Henson's gonna go off on us, like take the over on Henson's mm-hmm. point total. And it's like he did. I was not expecting a forty piece dropped on us tonight. But also when you play Louisville, I'm surprised that's the most points we've actually allowed in the Kenny Payne era. Pitt shoots the three. Everybody knows Pitt shoots the three. That's what they do. That's one of the things. Everybody except for the five guys on the court. Apparently, every yeah. Apparently, everybody except for you know the the guys coaching Louisville. I mean, I don't know how is that not on Jameson's clipboard. Like, how does he not have you know Pitt shoots threes? Like we, this team has been terrible defensively, and we talked about it on LSL this week about how we've got to stop this this narrative that was starting, and I think maybe it will be slowed a little bit after tonight's performance, but there was this narrative of the team's playing better. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't, we've got to stop saying that. The team is not playing better. They're playing better offensively. As a team, they're still not playing well. They're still giving up a bajillion points defensively. They can't stop anybody. So as a team, they're not getting better. Shots are falling. They're getting better offensively, but you can't win games in shootouts, and and they proved that tonight. The shots weren't falling early for Louisville, and they got themselves into a hole. They were down 10, and then they never were able to dig out of that hole in the second half because they can't play defense against anybody. And you're not going to win games 
when you can't play defense. Let's go back to the phone lines. Steve has been waiting. Steve, welcome in to your Coors Light Louisville basketball post game. What's up, man? Hey, appreciate you letting me in, man. Uh, you know, just another vent session. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody did. You know, was expecting a win tonight, even if the team was 100% healthy. You know, but definitely if you don't have any guards. But part of that is goes back to the whole indictment of the way everything is built. You wasted two scholarships on Danilo. And, Absolutely, uh, and the the uh, attendee, I can't remember, oh, Karan Davis. Davis. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, so so that goes back to construction. But you know, injuries happen, and the the thing is, and hopefully this is part of the the autopsy of of KP's tenure. You know, I would hope we're beyond that. You know, I'm still anxious as could be. I just don't have a lot of faith. You know. Uh, that, that they're going to pull the trigger, but common sense says it's over. <clears throat> so when we move forward, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that I'd like to see different. And that little bit of talent, that little bit of coaching acumen that you don't get blown out, that when you do have injuries, you rally the troops and that you give them something to work with on the floor. And there's just not – like tonight, more and more I just watch. Defense is hard to teach. Defense is, you know, he was he was tracking right this week, but that was a speech that should have been given, you know, four months ago mm-hmm. about how hard it is to teach defense. They still there's no fundamentals, there's no footwork, you know, they don't chop, they don't they don't do anything right, uh, and that's when it's really hard to get mad at the kids or act like they're dogging it or, you know, because Caleb Williams is is could be a good defender, man. He's long, he's athletic. He's Absolutely. All these things you want, but his feet are always in the wrong spot. His hands are always in the wrong spot. You know, and, and this was a wake-up call tonight for Huntley Hatfield, who's been doing so well, his attitude was so good, and then tonight is like, well, man, if you think you're going to make money playing basketball, then Frederico Frederico is going to be in the damn All-Star game. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you just can't just keep dropping the ball. You, you can't – all of our dudes drove in the lane tonight. And, okay, we, we didn't have guards, but still that's what you're asked to do in this system is take the ball to the hole and try to get fouled or put up shots. And you just drop the ball constantly. All of our guys do. The pit players are surprised. They're not even slapping down. It just ends up in their hands or at their feet. And that goes back that's, – it's not just – the defense is lack. It's the fundamentals across the board. There's a lot of stuff I would not like to see in a U of L uniform anymore. The complaining about fouls all the time. And sometimes I want the officials just to be honest with the kids. Hey, look, kid, you're on a team that sucks, and you're not very good either. <laughs> you're not getting the whistle, okay? So quit pouting. You're getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> like I just wish the officials would just be honest. Mike James, man, you're a good kid. You're busting your tail. Shut up and play. Quit putting your hands up. Quit wincing. And, and, you know, they're not giving you the whistle, man. Your team stinks, and you're just not that guy. So so just play harder. And and it just, you know, man, it's just a spiral. And hopefully we pull up out of it. You know, you just you got to have faith in the administration and Josh Hurd that, they're, that they can make this happen, that the money's there somehow, that they find it somewhere, that we can find a coach that somebody that's hungry, man, and that's the main thing to me, damaged goods, low low pay, low buyouts, whatever it is, man, just come in here and treat this job with some reverence and be hungry. You know, coach, and, and here's the other thing, to the next coach, you better coach those two exhibition games next year like it's the damn Final Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do. You, you abandon your game plan, whatever you – Whatever you want to build in this program, you do whatever the hell you got to do. Throw a towel at a play or something. Do not lose those games. So, anyways, man, appreciate it. We've got a couple more, what, five five and one to go? Yep. Five regulars and, and a tournament game to go. So, And this is one, too. I hope they pull the plug, man. I hope it's not a, oh, we got to talk, and we're going to meet here and, and go here and talk, and seven other people got to meet, and the committee's got to meet to talk about who we're going to hire the search firm. Pull, it, pull the plug. If we lose on Thursday, Thursday night, Kenny man, love you, get the hell out. So, so we rip the Band-Aid off.
I don't want to hear about people having to meet and well, we got to wait till Monday to meet because so and so is out of town. No, everybody, clear your damn calendars for the next six weeks so we can get this done and get it over with. So appreciate it, man. I'll let some other people get in. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Steve. Yeah, I I will be absolutely stunned if there is a year three. I there's there's not going to be. I think we are well past that. I know there are some people that want to hold out hope um, that are the most staunch Kenny Payne supporters, and, uh, hey, I respect it, but the writing's on the wall. This thing is is over. It's been over. Um, We are just a few games left uh, to ride this thing out and then start talking about where Louisville basketball goes from there because what we're seeing right now, this is not Louisville basketball. Yeah, don't let a guy outscore you for 30 minutes of the game. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, naturally, every once in a while, someone will drop a 40-point game. you got to be able to, like, you know, outscore that guy, which he did by the end of the game, right. sure. Well, like, he got taken out of the yeah, game. Yeah, he got taken out, out taken out of the game. He probably would have outscored Louisville. Yeah, it would have been maybe 100 points, you know, like <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain over here. It was, that was just... That's exactly what it looked like. It was like, it was like Wilt, we made him look like Wilt yeah, Chamberlain. Yeah, or, you know, he was shooting threes like Steph Curry out there. Like, yeah. this is... Again, Hintz is a hell of a player. We're unconscious from three. We knew that going in, and it was somehow worse than I expected. Yeah. Which I don't know why I expected anything anymore. Yeah, you kind of have to check your expectations at the door. And that's and that's sad. And that's that's not where we should be as Louisville basketball fans, of, of not having an expectation when you come into a game. Like, we used to play Pittsburgh, and the expectation was you were going to beat them. I mean... I mean, there was battles with Jamie Dixon had, yeah. and the zoo back yeah. in the day, sure. Absolutely. And... But still, the the expectation was you're going to go into that game and you're going to win. When Louisville played Clemson, the expectation in basketball, the expectation was you're going to you're going to go win that game. Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Boston College, like those, there were no questions. The only games that you questioned, occasionally NC State, because they could they could jump up and get you, um, Duke and, and Carolina. Those even, were the ones that you worried about. And Virginia. Those yeah, were the ones. You were at them, but even then, you'd get one by a Duke or Carolina. Virginia, sure. Louisville was had a winning record against uh, yeah. Coach Krzyzewski. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, you just, don't – it just sucks that, you know, going into these games is like, can you at least not embarrass us? Right. And, like, our ball our for embarrassment is so low at this point. That's like, you've embarrassed us and we exceed the embarrassment. Tonight. Yeah. No, absolutely. Let's go back to the phone lines. James has been waiting. James. Welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame, man. What's up? I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone, guys. I feel like we've done this way too much this season. I, I feel like, and I can't, I, um, I don't know what, I don't know what to say anymore other than the last two years, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the lowest of lows. We're talking about the lowest of lows. We've been the second best team in our own city. We're getting we're getting blown out by Pittsburgh by one player, one player pretty much from place even. Yeah, through a whole half of basketball, we got has been coaches on the announcing crews of our games now, telling us that we should be patient and watching this garbage every game and. To think that some people in the fan base, and we're scared of the fan base, to think that we're going to have to do it again next year. That's the craziest part about this whole situation right now that we're in. And the debacle that is, that, 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 that has happened through this whole clown show of a, a basketball program. Uh, we had a coach that took the job and took a vacation and stayed where he was for two weeks and watched our program just crumble. And all we've heard is excuses. And we've had, I just, I can't, I can't, man. You all would have to give me the whole, the whole show. <laughs> I mean, it would be, think about this for a second, guys. We're not even close. We're, we're guaranteed to play in the day of shame again this year. Yep. You, I'm, <laughs> the University of Louisville, we got people calling in saying they're worried about if we got funding. And, you know, everybody's saying worried about if we got funding for the University of Louisville basketball. And, listen, I love Jeff Brown. I love our football program. I'm proud of them. I really am. I'm proud of them. 
But to put them on the same pedestal as this basketball program is one reason why I'm so upset. This would be unacceptable on every level. And the higher-ups and the people that are making the calls for this, you have to fix this or you get out of here. And I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to quit watching and I'm not going to keep complaining over this product. I can't. It means too much to me. I've been watching this for 30, 35 years now. And this is ridiculous. And the people that are in charge, you're responsible for it. You better clean it up because it's only going to get worse. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, people like me, it's just it's growing. And if you tell me I've got to watch this again next year, <laughs> good luck with that. I, I can't wait. I would love to hear that announcement saying that he's back for a third year. Woo-wee, I can't wait. Please make that mistake. Please. Like, I'm at the point now where I'll believe anything now. Because I don't believe I've seen. I don't. I don't believe what I'm seeing, and I don't believe this. The fan base is. I can't believe the fan base is even putting up with it. I really. I really. I. I, I can't. I'm not trying to blame us because I'm the one that's sticking up for us. The ex players are the ones that's been blaming us this whole time, calling us crybabies, and we don't know basketball and everything. No way you can back this and say this is all for basketball, man. I appreciate y'all doing this like you all do. I love the station. I really do. And um, until he's out of here, man, I'm not going to stop. So, go cause. Appreciate the call, James. I, it is it's it's difficult as an alumni um, and as somebody that you know that cares about the program and, and and everybody, fans in general. It's difficult to watch your proud program be what it is right now. I mean, Kenny inherited a team that won 13 games, and he's won 12 in two years. Let that sink in for a minute. This team won 13 games, and we were ready to throw ourselves off the, off the second street bridge because they had won 13 games, and Kenny has won 12 in two years. There will be no year three. There can't be a year three. It's for, for, for the people that want to talk about, you know, does Louisville have the money and blah, 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 blah. It's financially irresponsible to allow a year three. To pay this guy, to pay this staff, to continue to put this product on the court. I mean, hell, this week was the first time that Kenny, in depth, talked about the issues they're having defensively. And and really made a, a strong statement about what needs to happen defensively. Like, dude, it's too late to come out and make a statement like that. It's too late. It's February 17th. We're almost through the end of the year. And you're still complaining about trying to get these guys to understand the fundamentals. No, we're we're so far beyond that at this point. I guess, you know, remember when Kenny used to be like, they need to understand the history of global basketball. Yeah. They should be talking about fundamentals. Absolutely. Like, it shouldn't, like, yeah, you should probably know about then, but it's never bad to work on fundamentals. NBA players, they work on fundamentals all the time. No. And those teams are successful. It has been a joke. I told you earlier during the game, this is an embarrassment to anyone that's ever put on a Louisville basketball jersey before. This product that we've been seeing the last you know year and change now, yeah. and like you said, it can't go on much longer. Like I thought they'd make a move midseason. Clearly, Josh is now right to the end of the season, but that's it. Like I want the day after the AC tournament, they announce they're moving on by selection Sunday at the latest. Don't wait till April first because the buyout drops two million. Right. Uh, Texter says, when we are in sole possession of last place in the conference, how can you say that we're playing better? A couple of individuals are playing better, but as you said, not the team. Exactly. Uh, Texter says, the pain supporters are saying that he will sue the university if they try to let him go. Cool. Peace. We'll see you in court. I, 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 Has anyone ever I tried can't. to sue for a like, wrongful termination yeah. lawsuit? Like, I, dude. We'll, 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 deal with, yeah, dude, we'll deal with it in court. We'll see. We're, we're still hiring somebody else. Uh, Texter says, from 1945 to 2017, we had a total of four coaches, from Peck to Hickman to Patino. Um, you, left, you left somebody out there. Uh, Peck, Hickman, I'll go ahead and throw it in. Crum, Patino. Uh, we've had four in the last seven years. We need a long-term lifer. Yes, we do. Whoever the next guy is that, that steps into this role needs to be somebody that plans on being here for the long haul and building this thing back to what it's supposed to be, and it will not take long to do it. You see, I would love that in an ideal world, 
But that, I think you're past that. Yeah, I just think you need to get someone to get this right back on track. Absolutely. Like, yeah, football was always viewed as a stepping stone job. Basketball, Louisville's not necessarily, it's never been a stepping stone job. It's been the pinnacle. Yeah. But if there's some guy that comes here, you know, four or five years later down the line, when we're consistently in the tournament, he wants to go on a new challenge somewhere else, so be it. We'll be in great position by mm-hmm. then to hire someone to keep it going. I mean, Spencer, the expectation for whoever comes in next season will still be the expectation. It gets in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, like, I'll be slightly patient. Like, if it's year one, you know, up and down, you know, and it's like around 500. If it's year one and they're a bubble team. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll be, yes, exactly. I'll be fine with that okay. year one. Like I said when they hired Kenny Payne, you know, Mike Woodson was hired the year before. We saw how his first year in the went. Yep. They were in the first four. Yeah. I said, if Kenny Payne's in the first four year one, I'll take that. Yep. Yep. After that, Absolutely. never be in Dane again. No, no. That absolutely not. 81-50-93-9 is the number. 38-31-93-9 is the text line if you guys want to hit us up that way. Uh, your Juan Gomez insurance player of the game, Caleb Glenn. Uh, a new career high for him, 17 points tonight. Uh, he was one of the bright spots for Louisville in this one. One of few bright spots, but he was a bright spot. 7 of 11 from the field, uh, 1 of 4 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds. Uh, for Caleb tonight in 31 minutes of play. A new career high, 17 points for the hometown kid who went to the wrong school, but that's okay. Uh, Caleb Glenn, 17 points. Your Juan Gomez Insurance player of the game. Your BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game. It's not a lot to choose from tonight, guys, but we will go with uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield with his two blocks tonight. Uh, BJHeatCool.com. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Go back to the phone line or the uh, text line here. Uh, let's see, C.L. Brown on Bob's show last week uh, and said Kenny needed a third year because he was just one or two players away from being a tournament team. Here, Here's the issue that I have with that. Who do you have coming in next season? Louisville has one guy committed. And not signed yet. And not signed. Through Louisville, two signed day periods. Louisville is the only Power 5 school that does not have a player signed in next year's class. See, Luke on Tuesday brought up a good point in the drive. He said, you know, I want Kenny Payne to get veterans. And that's fine. Like, I want the portal to be utilized to its maximum. Absolutely. And, you know, but you can't just say screw the college or the high school class. No. All, especially when Kenny's made a point. Like, you can't just go, like, all in last year on the freshmen and then do a 180 and say, we don't need any freshmen. Because I don't have any faith that he can land the portal, guys. And he won't be here, so it doesn't matter. No. Day, but... But still, and and maybe he knows he won't be here, and that's the reason why he's not recruiting. But still, like even before the season started, like, Louisville had no feelers out there for any recruits. And it's like, yeah, if your plan is to go hit the portal hard, great, and you should, and you're going to need to because you're going to need impact players, and whoever the next head coach is is going to step in and do that. But you've still got to recruit the high school ranks. That's where you build your depth. Yeah. Now that's the recruiting strategy is you go get impact players and then you get guys. If you get an impact freshman, great. But otherwise, that's how you build your depth as a program. I mean, last year you got kind of lucky-ish to a degree that you had Flowers reclassify up. You had Dennis Evans got out of his commitment to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson became available late that he ended up coming here, which that was a blessing. But you need guys to get let loose. McKenzie and Baca gets let go of Duke. And before he visits here, he goes to Indiana, but he was, you know, on track to visit, just never transpired. But you can't be waiting on guys to just get let out of their intent and then try to poach them. Yeah. That's not a sustainable method. No. Uh, text line all of a sudden popping off here. Text says, I've been attending games since 1974. If Kenny gets a third year, I'm done with Louisville basketball, plain and simple. Uh, Texas says season ticket holders should file a class action lawsuit against KP and his assistants. Uh, Texas said Herd watched KP tank our program. Um, Herd's a bum. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, Texas says need Mark Few or a similar person. No more experiments. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, Texas says how can KP uh, not be fired for cause? Uh, because he hasn't been recruiting. Exactly. Exactly. That That is something that we've talked about on these airwaves before. I mean, that is, that's gross <laughs> negligence um, of your position here. Uh, Karan Davis was at the Bellarmine EKU game tonight. 
Hey, good Texter for him. Says, How about that? Too bad the Knights lost again. Oh, did they? Yeah, they. It was close in the first half, but then you know they just they're not healthy. That's actually a team that you know they're trying despite the injuries. Yeah, and that's the thing too. People want to talk about injuries, and and one of our callers callers earlier brought up you know a really good point. You don't get to blame injuries when you waste two scholarships. On yeah, tra- uh, gonna transfer of itch and. Uh, Karan Davis. Karan Davis. I mean, I said earlier, it's like you can use the injury excuse if you're like a like a fifteen and two team, and then like injuries happen, you go yeah. six and seven down the yeah. stretch. So be it. Like, yeah, we were good. Injuries happened. We stumbled on the stretch. I'll hear you out for that. That's because you can see that the injuries actually deteriorate. Yeah, but I said it earlier in the in the season when we were talking about injuries when um when JJ Trainer got injured. Yeah, and people are like, well, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, JJ's injured, so that's what. Let's not pretend like they weren't terrible before the injuries. They're arguably better. Like, not even arguably. They're better without these guys. Like, like Caleb like, Glenn is a stud. Come on. Like, we don't see Caleb JJ's on the court. And I like JJ when he plays. I do, too. But, like, and, I, and Glenn, I hope that he comes back. I yeah. hope that he gets healthy and I hope he comes back. The thing is, I don't know if they want to stay. Like, at this point, you've been here. You've been through so much trauma. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him at all if yeah. JJ wants to go somewhere else. Like, this is the thing with this year's roster is, like, we love the roster, and it's like, you don't keep Kenny just because you like the players. No. You let him go, and then next guy, if he's like, look, we gotta be, we've said before with like football and other sports, you got to be okay with guys you love just leaving because that's their opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. We like, you know, Tyler. We like Caleb, Curtis, others. If they weren't into the portal, I understand completely because coaching change was obviously going to happen here, and they want to see what's out there for themselves. I think you have, if you're the next head coach, I think you have a nucleus of Curtis Williams and Tyler Johnson uh, and Caleb Glenn and and uh, you got to meet with them. Obviously, Mike James can get. I think he's got another year, but you have yeah. you have a nucleus here that you can work with if they want to come back. But you've got to add some impact guys. Um, you've got to add some more depth and experience at the guard position. Like the, there is so many, there are so many holes in this roster. But it's not a roster devoid of talent. Yeah, by I, by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't even like the defense is definitely not playing well. Bev, I think if you get you know if Rick Pitino was coaching, I hate to go to zero to Rick. Obviously, yeah, these guys are hustling their ass on defense because they know they're gonna be on the bench if they don't. Absolutely, and I, I question the conditioning as well because, like I said, I saw guys hands on their knees uh, like five minutes into the game, and I'm like. Come on. Come on. You are on a plane. Like you, Come on. You, what, is it going from Boston I mean, to Pittsburgh? One, is that going to wear you out, apparently? It's one thing for me to be hands on my knees in my 30s, but not not for college kids in a strength and conditioning program. What strength and conditioning program? <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Uh, run down some of the numbers for you tonight. Louisville shot 44% for the game to Pittsburgh's 46%. Cards 20 of 45. Louisville just 8% from the arc. 48% for Pittsburgh. Louisville is 1 of 12. Three-point shooting. Pittsburgh 15 of 31. The card's 86% from the free throw line. Pittsburgh 82%. Louisville 12 turnovers for the game. Just 3 for the Panthers. Points off turnovers. Pittsburgh 19 to 2 in that one. Total rebounds. Uh, the cards get uh, the cards get out-rebounded 36 to 27 by the Panthers in this one. Offensive rebounds for Pittsburgh, twelve to two, against the Cards. Uh, getting uh, Pittsburgh eighteen second chance points in this one. That was a that was one of many killers. Fifteen points off the bench for Pittsburgh, just one for Louisville. Uh, your landing paints points in the paint. The Cards actually uh, ahead in this category, thirty to twenty four in points in the paint. Fast break points, seventeen to fifteen in favor of Pittsburgh. Four blocks for Louisville. Uh, nine steals, so nine of the 12 turnovers for Louisville were steals for Pittsburgh. 22 assists for the Panthers as well. And the Panthers had the lead for 34, almost 35 minutes in this contest. There was really not a lot of looking back for the Panthers tonight as they take care of business. 86-59, to 59, they get the win over Louisville in this one. Take a look here at your UPS Jobs Top 25 scoreboard. It was a busy, busy night, busy afternoon in the Top 25. Of course, the team up the road 
gets a win uh, over number 13, Auburn, 70-59. to Southern Illinois with a 74-69 win over number 23, Indiana State. Number 12, Baylor. Uh, my head coach, Scott Drew, with a 94-81 win over West Virginia. Number 8, Tennessee, Clobbers, Vanderbilt, 88-53. Number 14, Illinois, 85-80 over Maryland. This game was actually close uh, at one point. But uh, Kansas pulls out and wins it by 10, 67 to 57 over number 25, Oklahoma. What is going on with South Carolina, Spencer? They were they were rolling. They are now 21 and 5, 9 and 4 in the ace or in the SEC, and they lose tonight to LSU 64 to 63. I can't tell you. Like Lamont Paris. I mean, again, I've seen Lamont Paris. If you if he's your guy, that doesn't change necessarily. Right. With a couple losses, because like Auburn's a great team outside, you know, tonight's game, which I know you'll get to in a second. But yeah, it's been a, a couple of rough nights for the Gamecocks. Absolutely, uh, it was not a rough afternoon for UConn. Uh, they are, in my opinion, by and large, the best team in college basketball. Uh, in a year where it's hard to find the best team, I think it's UConn. They destroyed Marquette. It was basically like watching, uh, like watching a lion play with its food, and then just tear it apart and that's what UConn did to, to Marquette 81 53 the final in that one uh number 20 Wisconsin Spence is done trusting Wisconsin uh in 88 to 86 loss to unranked Iowa they Iowa is 15 and 11 now uh Wisconsin 17 and 9 they were unveiled as the uh 16 out of you know they were the last four seed today yeah. in their unveiling don't think they'll be on the four line when comes selection Sunday. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, number nineteen BYU gets upset ninety three to eighty three against Oklahoma State. Uh, number nine Duke, no problem with Florida State seventy six sixty seven. Number seven North Carolina ninety six eighty one victory over Virginia Tech. Number sixteen Dayton with a seventy eight seventy win over Fordham. Number three Houston. Uh, they are looking good. 82-61 to 61 win over Texas. Uh, Creighton with a 79-57 win over Butler. That went in Indianapolis this afternoon. Number 21, Virginia, with a 49-47 win over Wake Forest. That game was 21-22 at the half. Snooze fest. Yuck. And number 15, Alabama, clobbers Texas A&M, 100 to 75 it's either the fifth or the eighth time that alabama has scored 100 points this season it's just remarkable uh, i think i saw they shot 41 threes out of 71 yeah. shot attempts ridiculous i'll take that next year yeah, if, they, please, if he's the guy <laughs> please that's somebody that we're not talking about because he has a massive buyout but nate oats uh would be fantastic number 10 iowa state they didn't even need any hilton magic uh 82 74 winners over texas tech right now number six or number five arizona uh, and Arizona State just getting it going out in the desert. It's ten to nine early. Uh, Arizona with a lead right now in that one. Your UPS Jobs top twenty-five scoreboard shift your future and UPS Jobs apply today. UPSJobs.com. Go back to the text line here. Uh, Texter says, I would love to see Bruce Pearl as the new coach. I know he's had a history of problems with the NCAA, but he has a ton of energy and determination, and his teams are good and they always play hard. Look, I that's a name that we're not really talking about, and I don't think it's because he wouldn't do well here. I think Bruce Pearl is kind of on the back end of his career. He also got the extension two years ago when the job for Louisville became open. He got paid. Yeah. I don't know what the buyout is necessarily. It's probably not affordable. I don't think and that, and I think that that's the reason why we're not gonna hear too much about Nate Oates. Because that's like a ten million dollar buyout there at Alabama for him. And I would love if they just said, you know, screw the money, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah. But again, you're paying Kenny between six to eight million. Let's just negotiate down. Yep. You're gonna pay ten million there to get Nate Oates. I don't even know what the staff buyouts are, but you gotta pay those guys, Nolan and mm-hmm. Jameson, get the hell out of here. And then you got, you know, on top of that, pay Nate Oates a salary, which I don't know what the man's are probably gonna be decently expensive because he's coming to a top top see what program. he's making look it up see what he's making in alabama right now yeah I, it's gonna be that would be rough to do but but you're gonna have to pay a buyout regardless of who the next head coach is because you're gonna be taking him from somewhere else now i think muscleman which is somebody we've been hearing a lot about he's got a pretty low buyout at arkansas um i don't know exactly what scott drew's buyout is at baylor um 
that would be something to look into. But I know that he's not making a ton of money at Baylor, um, so I couldn't imagine his buyout is probably too big either. So Nate Oates says his new deal, which I'm not sure when that was signed, raised salary to four and a half million, with annual raises climbing that figure above five million by 2026. Okay, I mean. Louisville basketball, you should be able to pay a coach five million dollars. Again, you should. Saying, I was just gonna say saying. boosters out. I'm not a booster. I don't have any money, but I'm seeing <laughs> boosters out there. You want the program in the tournament again? And Kenny was your guy, and I get it. He played here, and you have the money. You want to support more player. You want to get back in the tournament because that means more money for you guys too. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a great text. A uh, player shouldn't be eligible for ACC Player of the Week if they played Louisville that week. That's where we're at right now. That would be funny. It's like an asterisk because you played Louisville. You played Louisville. Yeah. You basically, we were watching the uh, the skills competition with the uh, NBA All-Star game going on, and I don't know what kind of shooting drill they were doing, uh, but they were basically just going around like stanchions and stuff in the middle of the court, and it was essentially what it looks like when teams play against Louisville defensively. Like, yeah. Just bob and weave around them and get to the basket. 8150939 is the number 3831939 is the UPS jobs text line if you want to hit us up that way. Louisville dropping this one tonight to Pittsburgh 86 to 59. This is the fifth straight loss to Pittsburgh for Louisville and pretty much all of them have just been massive blowouts uh for the Pitt Panthers in this one. So Pittsburgh Sitting on the bubble, according to Lenardi, coming into this game tonight. Uh, they've got a schedule coming up with some pretty favorable games. Uh, we'll see if Pitt can sneak their way into the NCAA tournament, get on the right side of the bubble. Uh, we'll take a look here at your ACC conference standings. UNC, Duke, Virginia, and Pittsburgh in your one, two, three, and 4 spots. Wake Forest tied with Pitt at 8-6 and six in conference play. Clemson and NC State right behind them at seven and six. Florida State at seven and seven. Syracuse at seven and eight. Boston College and Virginia Tech both tied at six and eight. Miami at six and nine. And your bottom three: Notre Dame at four and ten. Georgia Tech at four and eleven. And Louisville at three and twelve. And in sole possession of last place in the conference standings. If the regular season ended today, Louisville would be the 15 seed in the ACC tournament and assuredly playing in the day of shame, which we pretty much kind of know that they're going to be doing that anyway. So and that's another not gonna be thing. A big surprise. You can't justify back-to-back last place finish in the no. conference. And it, okay, if you go to 14 or 13, like, whoa, you would have two spots. Still can't justify playing the day of shame two years in a row at Louisville. No, you're absolutely right. Your ACC uh, conference standings presented by Kelly, the employment solutions experts. Visit kellyjobs.com. No, you you can't. I mean, you can't have back-to-back seasons where you're the worst team in the conference. Um, what do you what What do you think is a reasonable expectation for next season? Because by and large, there's going to be a new coach, and I I feel like we're all pretty certain on that. Um. What do you think is a reasonable expectation? I'll say, like, again, I know the goal is a tournament every year. When Kenny Payne got hired, I said, you know, in and around 500, year one, yeah. year two, make the tournament. And I'll, I'll, depending on who they hire, that's what I think. Like, you should be in and around 500. Like you said, maybe go a step further, go be on the bubble at least. Yep. And again, if you're on the outside looking in come March and you just miss it because a couple games here and there with growing pains or whatever, I can stand by that. Like, I'll get it. But the thing is, we've seen coaches take over complete dumpster fires and go to the tournament year one. But for me, I'll see new coach, I'll see in and around 500 year one. See, to me, with NIL and with one-time transfer and, and with the portal being the way that it is, I think that it is easier now than it's ever been to flip a roster, flip a program, and have them competitive in year one for any head coach. Um that being said, the the expectation is and will always be at Louisville making the NCAA tournament. That is never going to change. That will be the benchmark with which everybody will be graded and evaluated. That being said, if next season Louisville is in a position where they're on the bubble and you know they're either first four or whatever and they're competitive and it's a fun style of basketball and they're winning, they win some games that they probably shouldn't win and then I think you can deal with that as a fan base. 
Exactly. That's where I stand. It's like it's not going to be pretty. But also, like we said, Iowa State, Kansas State, you name the program here. South Carolina, Mizzou mm-hmm. last year. You know, you can turn it around and be in the tournament year one. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this long-haul rebuild. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Texture, uh, this is a good one. Texture says, don't care about age. Go get Kevin, Kelvin Sampson. Would he leave Houston? I was going to say. I mean, he's got it rolling. I was gonna, and Especially in the Big 12 now. I get a little better job historically. Yes. But, like, again, you got to look at the situation that Kelvin. It's like Mark Few. Like, he's never leaving Gonzaga for whatever reason. No. I think and he's I think got he's comfortable some, there. Yeah, and I think he's had some some options and some chances to leave. But oh, I don't I'm think convinced. He's leave. You know, UNC, before they promoted uh, homeboy Hubert Davis there, they probably looked at Mark Few or someone else like that. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be opposed to Kelvin Sampson. I don't know if he's going to leave Houston, but I would not be opposed to it. Uh, by any means uh another guy that um that we've talked about on these airwaves that i think is really comfortable where he is and i don't think that he's going to be interested in leaving would be shaka smart i don't think shaka smart's interested in leaving marquette same and you know even though uh today they just got steamrolled by yukon he's had a pretty good run there they've been successful um, I think he's comfortable. I don't think I he's going to I think they won the there. Big East tournament last year. But yeah, I think so. They flamed out in March. And again, Shaka... Shaka is also, flamed out in March. Gee. Sh- yeah, also the one year. That's another thing. The March Madness runs are not that... Also the one year D we went first four to Final Four. Yeah. And also, he's done the you know big-time program yes. with Texas. Yep. And maybe it's too soon for him to do the big... Maybe he's comfortable not being at, you know... One of the blue bloods. You and I basketball. and Ethan had that conversation on Wednesday night about him being not wanting to get back into that pressure cooker situation of being at a elite program like that. And and I'm not saying Marquette's not elite. Marquette's had some had success, but they were in the Final Four in '03, and I think they made another one 2013. Were they Final Four Elite Eight that year? I think they were Elite Eight that year. But again, it's it's different. Marquette and Louisville are different jobs. Um, the expectation level is different there. Uh, Texter said, don't understand Shaka Smart. He's uh, no good success since VCU. <laughs> Texter says, let's get Hurley. Back the Brinks truck. Back the Brinks truck. If you think you're going to have to bag it up for Nate Oates, you'd have to rob the bank for Now, Hurley here's the thing. Point. Maybe it's his brother, Bobby Hurley. Who's, <laughs> he's probably going to be more affordable because I think he may be fired this year. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone lines. Jeff has been waiting. Jeff, welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball post game. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. Hey, uh, uh, to me, Kenny was out of his league as soon as he stepped off the plane. And they dummied down the November schedule just so he could look good come this time of the year because they knew he was going to get hammered in the conference. And, uh, you know, he blew it. He had a chance there for those easy non-conference games there in November. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that they don't give him another year for the fact of, well, they're going to use these injuries. But as you all have said many times, they were getting hammered before those injuries by a lot less of a team than they're getting hammered by now. And I don't know, you know, with Josh being a first-time AD, I don't know, uh, you know, if he has the, the clout to roll into a room and say, no, this is going to happen. And, uh, just want to get your opinion on that. Appreciate the call. Look, I can tell you from talking to other people and and hearing Josh is committed to doing what's in the best interest of Louisville athletics and Louisville basketball and Louisville football. And the man works tirelessly to get these things done. And he knows that this is not acceptable, and he knows that a change is going to have to be made. If he can't look Josh in the, or look Kenny Payne in the room and say this isn't going well, you're fired. Yeah, doesn't deserve to be the AD. Does not right. deserve it. Right. But also, this is the same Josh heard that you know when it came time for Satterfield to ask for an extension slash raise, he basically stood there and said no. Told him kick rock. Yeah, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll go to Cincinnati. Then it's like, okay, good, <laughs> thank like, you. Like that's you can read between the lines on that. It's like he wanted the extension, he yeah. wanted his raise because he had two years left. Sat didn't get it, and he bounced. That tells me everything I need about Josh Hurd. He won't 
back down. He's going to sit there in the year and evaluate this and say, Kenny, it's not going well. Right. See ya. You know, here's your money. Get out of here. Get out of here. Texter says, Smart had one tourney run in his entire career. No way he should get a look. I agree. I agree on that. Uh, coming up next for Louisville, Wednesday night, Notre Dame at the KFC Yum Center. That game at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. Of course, we will have it for you here on 93.9. Uh, maybe the, maybe an opportunity for Louisville to get a win. Uh, Notre Dame's bad. Uh, Notre Dame's bad, but... And I've said this, you know, the difference between Louisville and Notre Dame is that Notre Dame lo- knows what they're trying to be. And Michael Shrewsbury had head coaching experience before. Yeah. You hired him away from another Power Six job. Yeah, but but Notre Dame knows what they want to be. Notre Dame knows what they're trying to be, where they're trying to get to. And I, I don't think Louisville does. So we've got Notre Dame coming up next, uh, then Duke, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Boston College. Uh, and then the Day of Shame game at the ACC tournament, and then this thing's over with. So we are literally uh, one, two, three, four, five plus an ACC tournament game, so six games away from this thing being over with. And I saw a bunch of people tweet out today. I think Brooks from the C uh, Courage Journal was one. 30 double-digit losses in the Kenny Payne era. Oof. Yeah. On well, the bright side, the women's team plays tomorrow. Well, it is team a, does a, play tomorrow. Vodtech at home, 2 yep. o'clock. Big game. First Chris, place in the ACC, right? I believe so. Chrissy and Dave will have postgame tomorrow afternoon, so tune into those guys. They do a great job. And let's beat Vatech. Yeah, beat Vatech. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Our next broadcast will be when the Cards take on Notre Dame on Wednesday night. Ethan Moore will have you for your course like Louisville basketball postgame show for that one. For Spencer, I'm Taylor. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for all your calls, all your texts tonight. That's going to do it for this one. And until next time. Go Cards. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is... With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.